You're listening to the MoneyWeb SAFM Market Update Podcast. All of the retailers decided to put out trading statements all together on the same day and they hope that we'd see all of it. Uh, whether or not someone's trying to hide something, we'll figure that out in a moment. I'm joined on the line by Senior Equity Analyst at Sassfin Bank, Alec Abram, to take a look at the retailers that put out trading statements today. So Woolworths, Cash Build, Clicks, AVI. We're going to see if we can get through all of them. We might not have the time to, but let's get right into it. Good evening, Alec. Thanks for taking the time. Let's start with Woolworths. They've got... Uh, they put out their trading update first and uh, a lot of news around their ongoing developments around what's happened to the business since uh, losing that uh, David Jones business, What's uh, how their country road business is performing. What did you make of the update? Hi, Jimmy. Thanks for getting me on your show. Um, the update was a little bit softer than, than we would have liked, um, but what's very, very clear is that uh, consumers are under quite a bit of pressure and so very much more a focus on spending the budget that you have on food. So the food, uh, the food division did, um, did very well. They grew sales by 8.4%. Um, your like-for-like store sales was also quite good. Um, so very much where the focus was. Where we had a little bit of a problem was firstly on the, uh, on the fashion side in, in South Africa. Um, you know, where, uh, all the retailers, I think, are going to have problems with the logistics issues that we're seeing at the uh, at the ports. And Woolworths wasn't spared at all. So uh, they did have the summer fashion a little bit late in store. And uh, that led to the sales growth being a little bit muted at about 2%. So, again, you know, people focusing on on, on spending their money on food and not on discretionary, but, but also... Um, you know, there wasn't anything fresh in time in store. Um, so, uh, and then the other slight uh, problem area for them was Country Road in Australia, which, um, which uh, unfortunately comes off a very, very strong base last year. You know, uh, it was the performance last year was boosted by the fact that um, you had um, you had the lockdowns that were lifted. And you had this revenge buying in Australia, and you had over 20% growth. So against that base, the Australian uh, base, uh, the Australian result was was uh, slightly negative. Um, but uh, and and also it seems to be slightly lower than the market performance in Australia as well. So um, something to to certainly keep an eye on. Mm. Alec, how are all of these factors affecting what we uh, got from Woolworths in the form of earnings per share and headline earnings per share? They gave guidance around uh, the expected range. Is the range looking better or worse? Um, the range is looking, is looking a little bit soft. Um, the first thing we've got to do, if you, if you look at, at it initially and you see a 20, 20 to 30% down, um, that's a little distorted because you must recall that they sold David Jones last year. So if you take out the, the, the David Jones numbers in the base, um, they're looking at earnings growth down between 3 and 8%. Mm. Now, I was personally, I was looking for around about 2.5% decline in earnings. So just a little bit worse than I had anticipated. But I think that despite the fact that we've got the port issues still probably plaguing uh, plaguing the fashion retailers particularly, um, getting stuff into into store for the second half of the year. I think there's a couple of macro factors that could alleviate the second half and maybe support a little bit of consumer spending, and that being we'll get past the elections, 
we'll get um, possibly a slight decline in the inflation rate, also possibly some uh, uh, decreases in the interest rate. And that should support um, consumers in the second half. So I'm hoping that the second half will be slightly better for them. And uh, I think I still reckon my minus 2% is sort of in the ballpark for the full year. Let's see if we can keep up with that. Uh, let's move on to clicks uh, while we still have time for them. They seem to have a lot uh, a lot more positivity in their trading uh, update. And I remember when I last spoke to uh, the clicks uh, CEO, Bertina Engelbracht, it was uh, a very positive statement around all of the acquisitions that have gone through, um, the, the, the filtering through of that sorbet business into their revenues. Uh, what did this trading update provide? Um, well, this, this update was, uh, was quite good. Um, you know, but the thing with uh, with clicks is, I think they've got a formidable competitive advantage in the fact that they have uh, a large store base. So their stores are very well located in these little neighbourhood centres, um, and I think that gives them a massive competitive advantage. Particularly when you start looking at at the towns, uh, little smaller towns, and everything else, where there will always be a click store, and invariably relative to either the mom-and-pop pharmacy or the retailer that sells, that sells some uh, uh, health goods and toiletries, the clicks is the best option. So I think their, their store network is very, very much a competitive advantage. Um, and I think also the fact that they've got a fairly tight, a fairly narrow and shallow range of products that got a lot of house, um, house brand names in there and it all supports a very, very tight management of their stock and also management of their margin. So they really know what their what their their objective is, and I think they always work very efficiently towards achieving that objective. So quite a good performance from them on the retail side, certainly. Interesting to see that uh, clicks uh, w- would leverage off of uh, that personal care brand of theirs. And you look at someone like AVI that's had uh, a decline of more than 10% in their personal care brand, uh, but also a decline on their INJ side. I wonder uh, how they're doing things a little differently there. I want to look at cash build uh, in the event that we might not have time to look at AVI in detail as well. Um, has cash build recovered from the, the pandemic craze of home building? I mean, there was a lot of re- home renovations. There was a lot of uh, and demand in that period, and that seemed to have softened coming out uh, as we went into expensive uh, costs of interest rates and all those sorts of things. How is cash build holding up at the moment? Well, the reality, Jimmy, is that I think cash build missed a lot of that upside from from the pandemic. Um, you know, they, they, their target market is very much more on the lower income side, so uh, a lot of that uh, spend that we saw during the pandemic, um, they missed out on. And what we saw, in fact, during that period, they tended to lag the, um, the building sector um, overall because the people that were most impacted by the pandemic and lost jobs and things like that were lower income, were lower income uh, groups. And that really is the core market for cash flows. So... From that, they actually took a little bit of a lock, and their, their, their revenue growth was, was quite weak during that period. But what we're seeing now is a very, very small recovery and stabilization from that, uh, from that period. And, and we are starting to see a little bit of stability. 3% uh, growth in turnover is very, very small, but 
building the building sector is under pressure and people are under pressure, so they can't really spend on discretionary items. But at least we're not seeing as negative numbers as we were seeing a couple of months ago. Well, one wonders what it's going to take for uh, the likes of Cash Build to uh, show that recovery and get to or get back to that point. Uh, let's quickly look at AVI. We do have a couple of uh, seconds to look at that. They are a diversified business. They're in a couple of uh, areas, uh, whether it's fashion brands, personal care, footwear, uh, and and that diversity, I suppose, has served them well. Where some of the brands or some of the uh, assets in the portfolio are underperforming and some are outperforming, uh, but the group as a whole seems to be doing okay. Yes, doing, uh, it seems to be doing very well. Um, obviously, we, we all go into our biscuits and comfort food during this difficult time because their food uh, and uh, food division did particularly well. So we saw some good um, growth there on the, uh, on the turnover line. And also quite important is they said that they managed to push through price increases to recruit some of the um, increases in cost and input cost into those products. So that was a reasonably good, again, speaks to the fact that uh, I mentioned that people are concentrating more on, on, on basics uh, when they're spending on food and uh, food and beverages uh, rather than discretionary items. And we saw that that play out in AVI. The fashion brands, uh, total sales growth were only about a half a percent, so obviously under a little bit of pressure there, particularly with the, um, uh, with the, uh, the, the top end stuff with that solid splits. Um, a lot of it imported um, comes uh, most likely with big price increases, and obviously people don't have money for that sort of thing right now. Well, we'll have to keep an eye on that and see how that develops and whether or not uh, the retailers continue to have a strong period. Most of them will be reporting their numbers, and we'll keep an eye on that. Thanks so much for all those insights, Alec. That's Alec Abram, who is a senior equity analyst at Sassfin Bank, sharing his thoughts on the trading updates we got from Woolworths, Clicks, Cash Build, and even AVI. You've been listening to another MoneyWeb SAFM Market Update podcast. Uploaded weekdays at 7 p.m. For more MoneyWeb podcasts, go to moneyweb.co.za or the app and follow MoneyWeb News for daily updates.